Okay. So we talked about in episode three. I think it was three. It might have been two. I'm not remember. sure. Um, we talked about up. the James Webb Telescope and how it's like this great, great thing that, yeah. you know, they launched. Um, I had to look it up. They launched it December 25th at 7.20 uh, Eastern Time. So, mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, but, come nine months later, we already have yeah. another one. Yeah. That has four times better resolution. <sighs> this thing's crazy. So, it has four times better resolution than the James Webb telescope and it has 10 times better resolution than the Hubble telescope. So this is from Petapixel. Petapixel? Petapixel? <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So this is what it is. It looks like it's going to be a stationary one. So you know the James Webb Oh, it's going to be on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So this one apparently is going to be stationed. I don't know where, but apparently it costs $205 million. Do you think they'll tell us where? Uh, I don't know. Not in here, but do you think they'll ever tell us? I mean, we know where oh, the yeah, look at, one is. It, it'll be housed at the La Campanas Observatory in Chile's desert. Hmm. Dude, it, it said it was gonna. It said it was gonna cost a billion dollars. Yep. That's they got crazy. a two hundred five million dollar investment. So this is the James Webb Telescope mm-hmm. resolution, and this is what this new one looks like. It's crazy. Look at like the lines on the the stars. Well, this almost looks like a thermal image. Yeah, it's like all bl- like how blurry it is compared to the other I one. I know, and this one is like clear. I mean, <laughs> as clear as can be for a a star. For right? right now. Yeah, I mean, but this is only eight months ago. Yeah. We were having this. It's crazy how at, fast technology is advancing. Yeah, it says it was engineered, um, right here. So this is uh, what do you call it? A single segment. Mm. So, that's gonna be crazy. Twenty-four point or twenty-five point four meter, meter. Well, I mean, this it weighs eighteen metric tons. I wonder if the reason that they had to make, or they didn't have to, but they made this new one, is because of the damage that was endured by the uh, oh, the James Webb one. one. Well, the James Webb one is designed to take on, you know different rocks floating around in space but apparently it got hit with a decently sized asteroid that was uh uncorrectable damage to one of its gold plates Mm -hmm. and so i wonder if those gold plates are for power right i think reflection i think they help reflect the image i'm pretty sure this is the inside of it though because all images are light right Mm -hmm. yeah you're seeing light i think it's all reflection so i mean pretty interesting i don't know what will come from it but, I mean, if you look at this, I mean, that's a pretty substantial difference Difference right there. Yeah. I mean, if it was this, almost the same thing, I don't know why they would do it. But the only thing that I wonder, though, is because the James Webb Telescope is floating out in space, right? And it's constantly yeah. going farther and farther away from us. Will this, because it's stationary, not be able to see as far? Like, we might be able to get better resolution, but... Yeah. Will it not be able to go the distance and, and reach? I mean, I'm pretty sure I just read something saying that the James Webb Telescope, um, what do you call it? James Webb Telescope just found the most distant star. Let me see. James Webb Telescope. I wonder if, like, you know how they say, like, if you look back, like, however far away, you can see, like, into the past. I wonder if we can get that thing... F- 
so far back we could see like ancient times well that's the the theory behind being able to look into the past so if you wanted to know how time looked like Mm -hmm. because what happens is is we are a beam of light shooting off of earth our time right every second there's a beam of light and Mm -hmm. they're saying that if you could go let's say like if you wanted to see at zero you'd have to go to 2022 light years away well no because remember 2022 is the time that jesus um yeah zero well that would be jesus's time but there's stuff before that you would be able to see bc if you went farther but that means you would have to travel at the speed faster than the speed of light to get past a certain point and then Mm -hmm. have a telescope to be able to look back oh yeah that that was that was uh, what they were talking about in into the cosmos Mm mm-hmm that if you if you were to be able to go see it, you would have to be able to go far enough, fast enough, which our bodies can't endure that amount of speed. So mm-hmm. it'd have to be like just a machine. The problem is, is that um, the problem that you come into is is if you were to go out that far, then you have to also send it back, or if you were to have send a human out there and they saw it, they would have to somehow recollect that back. And you're talking billions of years away. And the, also another problem is is because we can't go all that far, that means more and more time is spanning between now and then. Yeah. So it that it's going farther away. It's gonna keep going farther and farther away. So yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll be at that point for a very long time, if ever. Yeah. But um so this right here says the James Webb's James Webb Space Telescope has caught a glimpse of the most distant star known in the universe, which had been announced by scientists using the Webb's uh, predecessor, the Hubble Telescope. So apparently this is the the image of it. Oh, this is on space.com. Let's see if we can zoom that up a little bit. So I'm assuming... Oh, are those all galaxies? I don't know. This is inside of our galaxy, but there might be more galaxies inside of our galaxies oh it says the most distant star in the universe oh so these are all galaxies but how's it the most distant if like the universe or the the universe goes on forever so what what's the pecking order it goes planets solar system universe or galaxies then universe yeah i think so so i don't know how this was Imagine if this picture was taken, though, with the previous, or I mean, with the the new one. Yeah. Imagine how good of a resolution we might be able to see. Do you, I mean, look at all this. You're telling me not a single one of these galaxies have life. Yeah. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, just count how many you see, all these dots you see here. Yeah, there's like millions, millions of galaxies. Do you believe, okay, so this is a question I have for you then. Do you believe space is ever growing, is already maxed, has a wall? No, I don't, I don't think it can end. But do you think it's growing? I, I think if we were to travel to the end, it would just be farther. I don't think there is an end. So you think it's just infinite? Yeah. Like a Minecraft world. But a Minecraft world, still, you hit the wall. Not on infinite. It just keeps generating more. I'm, I know. 
you're that's how you think the universe is you think that we're just a ball floating in infiniteness infiniteness really Hmm. you'll never see the end of it well i'm not saying you will see the end no i I don't think but like then that also brings the question what would space be shaped in it's hard to believe but i just think there's no end what if our galaxy right this is gonna this is what i just thought of what if our like space right the thing that we think of as space is just a grain of sand on another beach in another dimension like uh horton hears a who yeah like that (laughs) it's not a a flower yeah what if we're what if our infiniteness is just literally a grain of sand on some other or a grain of something on some other dimension and then that and then that is a grain of sand in that dimension that's a grain of like you know what i mean and what if it's infinite that way we don't know do we no what if our world is like ants right ants mm-hmm. have their colonies and their little spots but like there's actually another theory i heard was about the um the idea that the at the end of our lives people say that they see the end of the tunnel Mm-hmm. that the end of the tunnel is them waking up in an, in a baby's body. Mm-hmm. They just go into another baby's body in another dimension or world or another time. And the tr- and it's so traumatic that we forget what our past life was like. And because of that, we still can have, s- the memory is still there, it's just distant. And yeah. that's why we get deja vu. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of theories like that. Like Wouldn't that be what crazy? What happens at the end. Because no one knows what happens when we die. Well, of course not. But, so, like, could you imagine? Yeah. If it's just infiniteness that way? It'd be so cool. <laughs> well, we would never know. No. Right? You just wouldn't know. Hmm. It's crazy to think about. You would just never know. That sounds difficult. Yeah, that's a mind bender. That that right there is, like, something that would blow my mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, you were telling me, though, about the... Uh, the treasure found? Yeah, yeah, there was a shipwreck. Some OBX stuff right here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw it. Like it was so it was in the um it was in the Bahamas and they found a a shipwreck from the 1600s from mm-hmm. I think it was from Spain. Mm-hmm. And it contained like all these different like it had like it had like 500 gold coins and like 700 silver coins and like 45 gems like pendants like really made in the necklaces and stuff and it's just it's just crazy to think about that that stuff's there they found it in the bahamas you said yeah do you know like where no 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 i'm not sure where man i didn't really look into it that much but it's crazy to think about you could just find a ship that has well isn't there a law for that like like if you find a shipwreck and you go to it to an attorney you can just claim it yeah like, if it, if it's works? in international waters, no one yeah, no one can no one can it, own right? it. So why don't people invest more money into like searching the seas for that then? I mean, just think about it because like you don't know that stuff's there. Yeah. Like you know, like the Curse of Oak Island, that TV show, Mm-mm. where they they're on this island and they're like, oh, there's like the knights of the Knights Templar were here and they buried treasure. And we have to find it, you know, this, all these things are pointing to here. We're finding these wooden, like, structures underneath the ground. There's got to be some treasure here. And they've been digging for, like, 
30 years and haven't found a single piece of the treasure. So, like, you really think that we're going to be able to go in the water and be able to, oh, yeah, here's a ship. Here's another one. Well, I mean. I think it, the, the risk versus reward is just not there. If you, if you look at the, um, if you look at the, how did I, the movie, like Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Like, there was a bunch of ships. I mean, the amount of ships coming from here to England, to Spain, to Europe, to Africa, I mean, and pirates at the time. I mean, there's probably tons and tons of ships, even from before or after that, when ships were being used for shipping and stuff like that. Sh- uh, cargo ships go down all the time. Yeah. So, like, you don't think that there would be tons of ships under there? Or even, like, a small bit of remaining wreckage? I mean, like I said, if it's that easy to find, we would have found it. Yeah. It's well, the question is how many people Imagine if are one looking? goes down in the Mariana Trench, you're not going to find it. Well, they actually just hit the bottom of the Mariana Trench, yeah. the deepest part, which is crazy. But you think they're going to be able to recover that? Probably not. No. Well, the thing is, is maybe not recover it, but, like, you say, like, oh, well, don't you think we would have found more? But, like, who, what if nobody's really looking? Yeah. Like, I'm well, sure people are, if, but, if like. There was, if there was money to be made, yeah. someone would be making it, yeah, you know? Yeah, good point. There always is something. <laughs> if there's money to be made, somebody's always doing something with it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's crazy. They just found, what, Noah's Ark? Well, well they think they supposedly. Did. It's like a ex- mountain that looks like it. In the exact same spot that the Bible described it. Mm-hmm. It's um, like the same specifications and mm-hmm. all that. The same mountain. It was uh, it was at the the base of, I don't know what mountain it was called. It was in Turkey, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you do like a like a drone footage of what the area looks like, because they, I think they were drilling into the mountain and they hit wood. Yeah. And so like one of the things that they were trying to figure out is um, why is there wood in this mountain? And so then when they took like a drone shot or a plane shot of it, it's literally an outline of a boat. And so they're in the process right now of trying to recover, like just yeah, move away some of the rock to see if they can get inside or whatever. See if it, how much of it's still preserved, because if it is there, that would be crazy. I mean, that's the, one of the oldest stories in the Bible next to the creation. And it's like one of the things that is like most controversial. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, no one could build a ship that big at that time. Yeah, or like, why no would they? Even though yeah. like every single civilization up until that point talks about the Great Flood in, yeah. in their own depiction of it. I mean, the Egyptians talked about yeah, it, I mean, or... As the people who like to comment on my TikTok, old Arabic, because the apparently writing. it's not Egyptian. No, they didn't write in Egyptian. They, yeah. they wrote it in Arabic. That's, that's the hieroglyphs. They were, they were mad about. Talk about a great flood that flooded the earth. So yeah. Um. Anyways, that was pretty. But funny. yeah, that's like another thing. Like we didn't think that it, the pyramids could be built. Someone built them. We still don't know how those pyramids are built. Yeah. So what's what's wrong with a ship being built? I don't know. I mean. I guess the question that people debate is maybe not like was the ship built, but even how realistic is the Old Testament, right? Because yeah. if it comes right after the creation, if you don't believe in the creation, you're not going to believe the story right after that. No. Right? Like if you read a math book and you see the first math problem's wrong, you're not going to believe the second problem's right. I mean, that, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, people that like to pick apart the Bible and say, oh, I believe this, but I don't believe that. Like, I mean... How can you believe this if you don't believe that if it's written right next to each other? Yeah. So, 
um, in the same text over how many years. I mean, and that doesn't go for just the Bible. I mean, that goes for anything. If you don't believe in one thing in the Quran, why would you believe the next? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that there's certain different uh, there's different types of Christianity that believe in, you know, only the New Testament versus none of the old, or they they believe that the Bible is completely word for word. I mean, there's different depictions, I guess, of what you necessarily believe, but. Me personally, I wouldn't look at a math problem and be like, that one's wrong, but no, the next one must be right. Yeah. You know, yeah, that doesn't make it. sense. Yeah. So, um, talking about the Christian church, though, one of the things I want to talk to you today about is um, Constantine's role in the Catholic church. And I don't know if you know very much about it. Oh, yeah. I, I went to Rome and they talked all about it. Yeah. So, Constantine was um, ruler, you know. Or at the time, and so there's two. There's a theory that goes on with him that talks about his role as a Christian. So one of the things that Constantine uh, talked about is how he was visited by Jesus and converted. Mm-hmm. Right. The theory behind it is, and that's why he um, had such an influential role in the Christianity becoming the reli- the universal religion, right? Catholics. Role. Yeah. And so one of the things that they talk about is that he was running for some form of office at the time, whatever the highest position was. Yeah, I, I don't senator know. or something. Yeah, I don't know. And, and the a person that he was running against was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And he was losing votes because he was an atheist. Well, yeah. I don't know if they called it atheist at the time. A pagan, I think? That would be a religion that's like not Catholicism. It'd be like... I think he was a pagan. He'd be like... He'd believe in like false gods, I believe paganism is. What is Constantine? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a pagan. Although he lived much of his life as a pagan, later a catch catchman he began to favor christianity in 13 yeah so he was a pagan mm-hmm. so um well before i get anything messed up i want to know what a pagan is because i don't know if he didn't believe in god or what that means I, i'm most positive it believes in life a person holding religious beliefs other than those of the main world's religion oh so just uh, yeah because it's like false gods like he if he believed in like an unconverted member of people or nation who does not practice Christianity, Judaism, or Islam. Okay. Yeah. So, um, or it says right here, pagans believe that nature is sacred and the natural circles of birth, growth, death, and observation of the world is unprofoundly spiritual meanings. Humans being seen as such nature along. Okay. So anyways, he was a pagan. He didn't believe in Christianity. He was the theory is is that he was losing in his roles as becoming some form of higher up and he converted to Christianity because of that. Yeah. They also theorized that he believed in um satanic things. Like it like even though he was a pagan and by this definition says that he didn't believe in the main religion, somehow he was still the theory goes along with saying that he such like believed that um in satanic things and so one of the things that i wanted to show you actually and by the way if you're wondering why i keep looking at my screen it's because jonathan is busy today so we do not have our normal guy um makes it a lot more difficult than 
with him. Yeah, and that's why I don't like typing um, while on the stream or on the podcast, but nothing I can do. I have to do it because I need to be able to show stuff. So let's see here. So one of the things is, is, is I believe, was he the one who built the Vatican? Who built the Vatican? I don't know. I, I hate to keep stopping. I really do not want to do this because I'm not the best. Alrighty. Let's see here. Well, it doesn't say. That's interesting. They don't know. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, anyways, he had some form of role in with the Vatican, Constantine did. And yeah. so one of the things that he that you'll notice inside the Vatican that you might not personally know is that there's a lot of satanic things inside the Vatican. And so the theory is is the reason those are there is because Constantine had such a huge influential role with Catholicism and Christianity as a whole. He wanted to push those views by changing the ideas of Christians by saying he was a Christian. Yeah. So one of the things that he did is there's a lot of satanic things, like I said, inside the Vatican. This is the depiction of Jesus coming out of, of or resurrecting. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that, that to me does not look like a happy memorial of Jesus resurrecting from the dead. Is this old? That piece? Yeah. Yes, that piece was built a long time ago, I'm pretty sure. So, this is just one of the things in, in the... I mean, it looks cool, but... <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but tell me that doesn't look some form of satanic. That does not look to me like something happy. This Now, again, this is just an artist's depiction of what he thinks it would be. Looks like something out of Stranger Things. It looks like he's crawling in hell. That's what yeah, it looks look like. Look at his head. I, well, look at all these dead souls. Those are all dead souls. Yeah. Why are they there when he's resurrecting? I don't know. I have no idea. That's one of the things. The other thing is called the Snake Chapel. Well, this is also in the Vatican? This is also inside the Vatican. It's not actually called the snake. It's it's one of the chapels in the Vatican. So this is what it looks like. Let me blow that up for you. Oh, this is where we were. So this is just looks. This is the same spot, right? Yeah. So if you look at this, you see a beautiful room. Mm-hmm. Two eyes. Fangs. Creating a snake, with in another picture depending on if there's a side picture, the tongue of the snake coming down the aisle, slithering out of its mouth. Wow. But, I mean, this is pretty new. Yeah. Like, this was built not that long ago. Well, I'm sure. But it's still, like, it, I'm saying that there's, this is just one of the examples of satanic things inside the Vatican. At least we think it is. Could have just been not purposely done and we're just making stuff up i mean that's the point of the theory right yeah. is that it it might not be purposefully done 
but at the same time this also could just be the way the picture was taken mm-hmm. you know i mean that i'm assuming is like a half moon room mm-hmm. right it's like a dome almost yeah. on top yeah with some flat walls so i'm assuming that that was just i mean that looks pretty like much like a snake though if you look at it yeah right two eyes whatever so that that is another thing that is is inside the vatican so i and there's multiple other things that they pull up to show and for the record um i'm not saying i agree with it i'm just showing you vacation Vacation. we're vacationing now yep i meant to spell that because someone can't spell So. so anyways it uh that was the other thing and uh i mean it's I find it very weird. I have you've been to Rome. Mm-hmm. It, when you walk in St. Peter's Basilica, the first word that came out of my mouth was wow. Like yeah. it is crazy. I mean, and for people you can show as many pictures as you want, but for people who've never been there, you like can't describe how big it is. I mean, yeah. it is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I went in there, everything in Italy was just so fascinating. I mean, from the architecture to like when we have something special here we like block people off right we like put him in like make it like barriered yeah like you can go but in europe everything is practically historical and they just let you walk around it and watch yeah, it, like touch go it. And touch it yeah and that that is there's got to be something special about that too i mean to be able to just when i was in barcelona oh my god it was gorgeous Every, everything in Europe I did was was pretty cool. I, did you go on a cruise? I went on a cruise. No, no. Yeah. So the cruise for me started out, we went, we flew into Barcelona and stayed there an extra, like a first day. We got there a day early because we went to Camp Nou mm-hmm. um, to go see the Barcelona Stadium, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Did you see a game? No, it was, we just got a tour. Yeah. Talk. So you look at sports locker rooms here. Yeah. It's different thing. Go, <laughs> go see a professional soccer sports locker room. That oh, was yeah. pretty cool. I mean, it's the most popular game in the world. And the store they had in there, I'm pretty sure it was like a, a Nike Barcelona store. It was, it was sweet. Yeah. Um. So we went and saw that. That was really fun. And then we went and got on the boat. Um. We actually stayed at Hotel Americano, which mm-hmm. was really weird. But I guess it's a traveler's hotel. They spoke English there. Uh, we got on the boat and we went to Port of was our first stop, which is in France. Yeah. It's an island in France. I got to swim in the Mediterranean Ocean. That was really cool. Yeah. Then we went down to Sorrento and Pompeii, um, all the way to Rome, then to Capri. And then I think we went to one more stop, but I can't remember what it was. And then we came back up, um, mm-hmm. spent a day at sea, and that was phenomenal. So um, it was uh, it was a very cool trip definitely want to go i want to go see the amalfi coast though i've never yeah. been on the other side mm-hmm. where where did you go in italy um we were in um we went to rome and we went to um we went to we were in spain for for a couple days in um begins with an m but um we also went to paris and we kind of went a few different countries. How long did you go? This was like a week and a half. Oh, so you were there for a good amount of time then. Oh, yeah. We were in Spain for like four or five days. Just, oh, that's pretty just cool. Just in there. Did you go to Barcelona or no? 
No, no, that was a that place was I want to cool. go to. That that it was really cool, and the one thing that I, Europeans pride themselves on, and, and I noticed it when I was over there, is well, one, the food's amazing, but they they were sweeping sidewalks, like mm-hmm. they like they were so clean, like everything. When I was there, when I especially in Barcelona, when I was in the city, I mean, I didn't see a trash bag anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was all swept. I mean, there were ladies outside sweeping the ground out in front of their business and homes, and and the food was just exceptional. I mean, yeah, everything. All the food there was just it was so It was authentic. I mean, it wasn't filled with a bunch of shit that we have here. It mm-hmm. was so good. And that's the one thing I would love to go back to do is just go eat. American food is, like, so boring if we just, like, look at it from that stance. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely made it a presentation over there like and it wasn't the i want pizza and that's it like it was like they got the bread they got the the you know they came out with wine they came i mean they had this seven course setup man and it was phenomenal you could not stop eating there yeah i mean like when we were in paris we were by the arc de triomphe and it was like really late at night it was like nine or ten o'clock and this place was about to close down and we're like we need food right we haven't eaten all day and so we go up to this small restaurant i can't remember what it was called but they're like closing their doors right they're packing up we're like hey are you guys about to close or do you have a couple minutes they're like oh oh yeah uh, come in come in come in <laughs> we're like okay okay so we we sit down and no one else is here right they, they like brought all the tables inside except for one because yeah. we came and we were going to eat there. And so they, you're one of those assholes they were, they shows were, up a minute before close. They were so excited that we were there. Oh, well, that's good. And we're, they're like, oh, what do you want? And we're like, oh, well, we, it's all in French. Like, we don't yeah. we don't know much French. What, what does all this mean? He's like, oh, I'd recommend this and this and this. And we're like, okay, well, we'll take one of each. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, well, we, we already got rid of all our food for the day, but I'll go back there and make all this food fresh. For, from tomorrow's stuff. Oh, wow. So he's back there, and he's back there for like an hour and a half remaking this food mm-hmm. just for us. I know. And it's all fresh. It was like, there was like meat, like lambs, and mm-hmm. like just... Phenomenal hospitality over there. Great. I would love, and I was talking to Caitlin about this, and I kind of told you about it. I would love to go just spend a couple weeks go like and stay in Italy or like rent an Airbnb, you know, and just stay over there for a week or two mm-hmm. and, and then come back and just study because like, I'm online so I can just study wherever I want. Yeah. But that would be so cool. I mean, just to go there and experience that and get to see how their culture is. Yeah. The first thing I need to do is I need to kind of figure out how I'm going to do it. Um, and then I need to practice language. Some yeah. basic language. You so know. you can communicate? I mean, basically. I'm not going to, like, go and start yeah. being able to say sentences. Like, and just say, like, fluent. hey, can I have some water? Or yeah. Where's the bathroom? Food, where's the bathroom? Grocery store? Basic, basic words that I can yeah. get around. I mean, because for the most part, I mean, when I was over there, there was very few people that did not speak English. Now, yeah. they weren't, they weren't like, amazing at it, but they, they knew how to speak some English. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't, like... That's what I, I. That's what I would like. the The amount of English that they know, I would like to be able to do that in Italian. Yeah. Kind of just like a, a, a small conversation. Like it's like they ju- they whatever. just like hear like certain words yeah. that they know, and they're like, 
you're like, hey, uh, where's the supermarket supermarket at? And they're like, oh, supermercado. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah, go down. Exactly. And so, like, I don't think they understand every, everything we're saying, but I think they hear one word and they're like, oh, oh, I know that word. And that's what I mean. Basic. I mean, like, if I said, where's the bathroom or the restroom? Like, I'm sure they, they would understand the bathroom part and yeah. point me in the right direction, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of what I want to do in the reciprocate. I want to be an Italian, be able to yeah. give some When they're some just like, hey, where are you questions. from? And you're, you can just answer that. United States, yeah. Well, <laughs> United States. <laughs> in a sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, and if there's any suggestions from anybody listening of what a good website would be to use, I mean, I know there's Babbel. I used Duolingo for a while. Duolingo? Yeah, it's an app on your phone. Okay. And you can just do it like... Will you do one with me? They have like short games. Yeah, yeah, I'll do one. Maybe we should learn one, and then we can do like a short two-minute segment practicing it. Two minutes, that's high hopes. Well, a minute. I think I can say like one sentence, and then you say a sentence back. Yeah, I mean, we can just go real short. Like, just kind of practice yeah. with each other and, and see. And then maybe in the next few podcasts, we can tell them how far we got. Well, the best thing is actually going to the place and practicing. That's the best. Well, by the time you go there, it's already too late, yeah. right? If you're learning it over there and then you come back, I mean, then what's the point? You're not, there's no, we're not going to use it here as much as we'd use it over there. you got to yeah. learn a little Unless bit. Unless we start talking to each other hey, all the time. I think we should do that because, you know, how cool it would be to be able to communicate without talking to anybody. Like, yeah. not letting anybody know well, what we're saying. looking at you like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how to roll your R's? No, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm so bad. My brother can do it so good, and I'm over here like, Ugh. yeah, real shitty. <laughs> so I remember them trying to teach us that in Spanish class. <laughs> oh my god, they're like, no, just, got so just, bad. just do it, just yeah, do it. Just, I can't no. do it. I can't you, do it. I don't even like, r- 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 like, how yeah. do you? No, I is can't. it like a tongue movement? Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like clicking your tongue back and forth. I think. Yeah, no, you're not gonna. I'm get not it. gonna get. I think it's something you have to like <laughs> have. I don't think you can just. Cre- I don't know. Maybe you can learn it. Maybe. I mean, if we were to learn Italian, we might be able to get like some of the accent down because yeah. some of the words have to be said like kind of in, in an accent, you know. Well, the accents are for different like places. Like a Sicilian doesn't talk like someone from the mainland. They have like a different accent. Yeah, I mean, Sicilian. Kind of like how you talk about like someone from New York and then like like New York City and then like the Bronx and like they all have their different like accents. Yeah. Like different ways of saying things too, like different words for different stuff. What's always been weird to me, but I mean, I've because I have some Italian in me, I talk to Italian friends who have told me the difference. But um, being an American, I guess. I don't understand as much of the difference when people are like, oh, what nationality are you? And they go, I'm Italian or I'm Sicilian. Yeah. Well, like, aren't you Italian? But like, Sicilians must be proud. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Like, they must be proud enough to be able to be like, I'm Sicilian. I'm different. I I, I am different. So, I mean, I don't know. I I think that, you know, because like when people say, what nationality are you? See, that's that's so weird to me. Even in America, where we say, oh, I'm Italian or German, mm-hmm. right? But, like, our nationality is American. Mm-hmm. We're American. Well, right? if someone, because someone from America asks you what nationality you are, you go before America. So if you were, yeah. 
but then when if you're in Spain and someone says what nationality are you you say oh I'm from America I'm American I'm an American <laughs> I mean I guess because when I was over in Italy there was uh when I went swimming in Porto I mean, well it wasn't Italy it was Porto Veneer when I went swimming in the Mediterranean there was a bunch of people out on the rocks like sunbaking or whatever they were just enjoying and uh so they were a bunch of people diving in and that's how i got the coppers dive in because i didn't trust to see how deep it was even though you could see the bottom these yeah. people were diving in so i'm like i'm not gonna look like a dummy i'm gonna jump in like they mm-hmm. would and uh when i came up to the ladder because they had this ladder like drilled into the side of this one boulder mm-hmm. there was a, a chick standing on top right and i looked up and i'm like i'm like how do I say excuse me? Like I'm like trying to get her to that get the hell out of the way. She looked like Megan Fox, right? So I was kind of was like, oh, I was single at the time, so oh, um, excuse me. And she goes, uh, she goes, uh, do you speak French, right? Like very broken English. Do you speak French? And I said, I said, no, I'm American. We. Oui. <laughs> we <laughs> and I go no I'm an American and she goes uh, she goes no French right no French and I'm like I'm like no I'm sorry and she goes okay and turned around and walked away mm-hmm. and I'm like if I would have just known French you know what I mean yeah if I would have just known a few words <laughs> I could have talked to her but yeah. I mean it wouldn't have worked out anyway she was French I'm not gonna I'm not going to be in that's France. A, that's a lot of plane rides, expensive no. plane rides. Yeah, it, it wouldn't even have been worth it. It, yeah. she, it. it was just the fact that, like, she tried to come up and talk to me. Like, even if we were just friends or, like, I had a friend from France, you know, like, I couldn't even, like, it made me feel like a dummy, right? Like, I couldn't even communicate with her. I expect yeah. everyone to know English. Mm-hmm. I don't expect for me to know Fran- French. Mm-hmm. So, it's the mentality is different. Right. Like everywhere in the world, they well, not everywhere, but almost everywhere in the world, they teach English and their their language. Yeah. In America, we half ass teach Spanish. Yeah. That's it. Very bad. I mean, I've never met a place that people just say, oh, yeah, I know Spanish because I took it in high school. Jacob has learned more Spanish working in construction than we have in. When we start learning Spanish, first grade yeah. to like eighth grade, yeah. I feel like we recited the colors every year. Yeah. It's like right? we got the colors down. Right? And the colors in like one to 20. Yeah. Like I feel like we never really learned. Did you learn anything? Like tell me tell me how to say bathroom. Baño. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's why <laughs> I was going to ask you because I was going to say at least I know that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, milk. Leche. Leche. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, you're gonna come up with all the ones I know because we took the same classes. Oh, shower. I don't know that one. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna see if yeah, you know it. I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, you just okay. Say, I need to go to the bathroom. Uh. That's my point. Like, we don't know how to say that, but like, what's eight? Eight. Once, right? Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know eight. Nueve? Diez. That's nine. Yeah. Once, doce, trece, catorce, quince. Yeah. Dieciséis, dieciocho. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So anyways, we knew how to count like one to 20. Yeah. I think we got, Trente was 30, so I think we got up to 30. But like, 
That's what I'm talking about. That's barely any Spanish compared to like at least people of overseas can relate a sentence. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Um talking about over in Europe though, one of the other people I wanted to talk to you about today was Alexander the Great. Yeah. Um, which I recently found out he was also a pharaoh. Oh really? Did not know that. You know, you hear about Alexander the Great and his empire. He was from Macedonia. Um and so he was one of the greatest rulers of all time. And when he became a pharaoh, he was also known as one of the best pharaohs of all time. And what was pretty cool about him that I didn't know is, so they buried pharaohs before him in, I believe it's called the Valley of the Kings, yeah. where they had all the tombs lined up, which they're still searching today, going yeah, through all of them. they're finding stuff all the time. And... um Alexander the Great, I believe, started the new trend of, he said that he did not want to be buried in the Valley of the Tombs. He wanted to be buried in Alexandria, Egypt, which is the city that he started, which later, later or during his time, I believe, became the capital of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And so he was buried there, and I believe, I don't know for how long, but the pharaohs after him all wanted to be buried close to him because they thought that he was a god. And so the closer that they were buried to a god, they thought the better their afterlife would be because that's, I guess, how their system worked. Um, and so one of the things that I was watching a documentary on on Disney Plus is um, about Alexander the Great is that they still have not found his tomb or any of the pharaohs surrounding him, mm-hmm. right? Because they believe that it's his tomb, then like just rows and rows of pharaohs that came after him. Um, and everybody's trying, like the people, in, at least in the show, were trying to find it because they, they still have not been able to find it. Like if he's the greatest pharaoh, he's got to have quite a bit of wealth. Oh, well, he wasn't only just a pharaoh, though. I mean, his empire was yeah. throughout Europe. I mean, he took over, I think, all the way from Turkey to Egypt up to the top of the Mediterranean. So he had some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Could you imagine being like an archaeologist and finding that? Who keeps that? I know um, it will go to like a museum. A lot of times, yeah, it goes. But to like, a does do they pay them for their fines? A lot of time, it's just donated. Interesting. But I mean, they can keep it. I think it's just are they good people and want to share it with everybody, or are they going to be greedy? See, I don't think they can keep it. Oh yeah, because it's, it's not like international. Protect- yeah, it's not. It's in the country. Like it, it was in Egypt, right? Yeah. So like, then does it become Egyptian? Yeah, it must be. And then the Egyptians donate it? Yeah. They just put it in one of the museums. So I'm assuming then archaeologists are paid in some form of a salary then. Or some form of they're, like they're, funding. They're probably funded by the government or something. Or uh, an organization. Someone. The problem is is if they're, org- they're, they're, let's say, sent by someone, I wonder how much they get paid. I wonder what the average, let's look this up real quick. What do you think? Let's take you take a guess. What do you think the average payment or salary of an archaeologist is? Uh, I'd say about in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd say like one hundred and sixty thousand a year. That's just a guess, though. I don't know. It could be a lot less. I guess it's how good you are, too, though. 
There's probably like a certain few that make way more than everyone else. You know? This is a, okay, so this is average archaeologist by state. By state? That doesn't even make sense. But it says Michigan's is 62 grand a year. What are they finding in Michigan? I guess bullet or something? An archaeologist made a median of 66000 in 2020. The best paid 25% made 84000 that year. The lowest hmm. paid got 51. Wow, that's not very good. No. I guess you got to do it for the love of the hunt. It says here, who is the highest paid archaeologist? It says the average pay for archaeologists is 78000 The highest paid archaeologist made 193000 in 2020. That's not even that much either. Mm-mm. Like, it's good money, but like... I mean, that's for a For someone money, who does like, so much... I guess like the only this guy reason, could change history. Yeah. And he's making two hundred thousand. I guess the only reason they would do it then is because they love it. I, you gotta love that's something that I feel like if you're into that thing, you would love that. I yeah. feel like that's what probably one of the jobs, like the the job you would love the most. If you like that thing, it's one of the jobs you would love the most. I think it's really cool. Cause if they got paid more, I feel like that'd be so sweet. I mean, imagine going to Egypt and that's like, what I'm saying. If you li- if you like something like that, yeah. that's got to be the best work. You just love your job every day. Yeah, I mean, for me though, I feel like once I have a passive income business, that could be like a side gig, like a hobby. Metal detecting. <laughs> just walking around. Yeah, I'll I'll come up and you're metal detecting your front yard. Mm-hmm. You'll hey. find, like, a stake. You know what I would have loved to have metal detect, which they blocked people from doing? What? That Midland Lake mm-hmm. that got um, pushed oh, out by yeah. the dam. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I would have been out there the next day with a freaking metal detector picking up wedding rings. Yeah, you probably find, like, beer Watches, phone. Well, beer cans. Fine. That's 10 cents. <laughs> I don't think that you could still turn them in. Um. But, yeah, like. It was something I wish I would have done too. Is like we were in uh, Gettysburg, if you know about that mm-hmm. Civil War and all, or Civil War, Revolutionary War, one Civil of the two, Civil War. Revolutionary War was against Britain. That was more. Yeah, but like just, I wish I would have detected that. It'd be. It's just so hard to find something. I think someone I've already, seen people find stuff. From someone it. already metal detected all that. You know, what am I gonna find? You could find something. I'm sure. I mean. How often, how much do you think somebody metal detected every square inch of that place? All you need is one inch to find a little ball or or something. Yeah. I mean, there's a national forest in, uh, I want to say like Idaho. Is it yellow? I think it's Yellowstone. There's a section of uh, Yellowstone that has um, old Indian arrowheads mm-hmm. and they're saying like people are picking them up and they're telling people don't pick them up like that's sacred like we don't want those moved yeah. we have those there because that's where they were left mm-hmm. so i think it's actually illegal to touch them i not only to touch them but like to keep them yeah but yeah that was something that i really would want to do just be able to find something like that it's probably really exciting to, see what? to like see or just to, like, find something that no one's ever seen before. Well, obviously the person who had it last, but they had it last, like, 100 years ago. So, like, imagine just finding, like, something from way Did you watch you. Yellowstone? No. Oh, God, you got to see that show. Yeah, you were telling me about it. 
I, I can't watch too many shows. You're trying to suggest all these shows. I don't have time Did I get this. you on Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. Oh, I'm still... Well, I'm I wanted still, to um, watch it, like, before you said it, and you were like, yeah, watch it, so I ended up... So let's see what I got on your list. I got you on Peaky Blinders, Upload, you gotta watch, mm-hmm, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. There's a new... There's The new show is, I think, 1883. Yeah. It's the precursor to Yellowstone. So it's... So John Dutton is, like, the the main character it's the dutton ranch yeah it, it's the size of delaware yeah, mm-hmm. that's how big his ranch is in montana wow. and so um is it delaware or rhode island i don't know it's like 200 something acres it's, or actually i think it's bigger than that 200 acres. i think it's bigger than that yeah 200 acres is that's not that big yeah so anyways small. um so then his great grandpa that came over to when they were doing the gold rush Mm -hmm. he stopped and claimed all that land and then was buying it from the indians more and more land um and that is how he got it so big let's see um how big is the yellow stone ranch 25,000 or 2,500 acres. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty big. I mean, I mean, it's, it's okay size. Think about it. This house is probably on two, three acres. So like 1,500 acres is not like it's pretty big, but it's not huge. This house you said is on two, three acres. Yeah. Yeah. This is about two and a half. Yeah. So. 2500 It actually says here that that one was wrong. It says right here that um Rainwater says in the show that the ranch is the size of Rhode Island, which suggests that the family's ranch is more than 776,000 acres. Yeah. yeah. That makes more that sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. That I was going to say 2500 acres does, still doesn't seem like that much, but 776,000 acres is a lot. Yeah. So that's a really good show, though. I would I would highly suggest watching. I'll that think one. about it. Yeah, um, but then I haven't seen the new one, the new yeah. show. It's supposed to be really good. It's by I forget who the uh, producer of it is, but it was a really good show. Yeah. So when we were talking about the the telescope, just like new technology, mm-hmm. it reminded me of um, I read earlier Ford is coming out with new batteries for their cars. Okay. Like, you know, we always use lithium-ion batteries, mm-hmm. and I think Tesla uses 90% of the batteries they use are lithium-ion, and they're starting to switch to these new batteries, too. And they're, like, they're, they're like something in... They're iron. They have iron in them and, like, phosphate. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, way cheaper to produce than lithium-ion batteries because, obviously, iron is so common in the in the world. And so... They're supposed to be a lot cheaper. They're supposed to last four or two to four times longer, like of use. They're supposed to not be affected by like draining it and recharging it. Okay. And the only problem with them is they have half the the storage capability. Mm. So you can't go as far, but they're supposed to be a lot cheaper. So if they doubled the size, yeah, but that's doubling the weight. That'd yeah, but in a, in a in a Ford Lightning, 
Mm-hmm. You don't care about weight as much as you care about capacity. But then you're moving more weight, and I feel like it cancel out each other. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says Ford releases new battery capacity plant raw materials details to scale EVs. EVs, electric vehicles. Oh, on track to ramp to 600k run rate by 23 and 2 million plus by 26. Go down. Does it talk about the new battery they're, they're producing? Mm, they're talking about like a new, the, the plan to do it. I don't really see anything about the new battery. Oh, nickel, cobalt, and magnesium chemistry. Hmm. Lithium, okay, it's it's lithium ion phosphate, so an LFP battery. Hmm. So the L, this is the LFP. It's supposed to be this new type of battery. And apparently Tesla's using it in some of theirs, I think in like the Model 3 base model. Yeah. And they just say it's going to be all around so much easier to make than lithium ion. And it's not as harmful to the environment. Oh, and another thing I also read about it was, you know, a lithium ion battery when you get in a crash yeah. and they catch on fire? These batteries you could throw off a cliff. And they you could drive them over with a car. You yeah. could cut them in half. Hmm. And they won't they won't catch on fire, won't explode or anything. So the safety, I guess, is way better. That's where I could see a, an advantage. You're but, losing half your distance, but if you crash, you don't turn into a barbecue. Yeah. I mean, this is what I was thinking, though. So this um, this is a nuclear waste battery. So apparently this is, would be, you know how they were saying that the number one reason they don't want to have nuclear plants is because of the waste? Yeah. Well, it says here that a California-based company figured out a way to take the nuclear waste and convert it into a battery. So all that extra waste we would have from these nuclear plants, mm-hmm. they would be put into a battery. So then that would take a lot of like the raw materials and stuff like that because the stuff that it's using to power it is, is waste that apparently doesn't have high enough radioactive levels. And, and this is just to show you what it looks like. I, I watched a video on it that they were saying that it doesn't have high enough levels of radiation to, to harm. There, it, there isn't more radiation in it than like what we already experience in our daily lives. Yeah. So. Um, it needs a diamond case. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But they were trying to figure out a way to, to figure it out. Like how to how to get it to work because imagine if we could use a nuclear waste to a productive way that way we would have nuclear plants all throughout the country powering the entire grid yeah. rather than wind and solar and all that shit that don't barely work. Yeah, we talked about nuclear power in it. Yeah, so imagine podcast. if we could use it use the waste for something other than that, and then that could power our. our the problem, like this, is my problem. Why would we not go for the best option, right? Like, why focus on... I know we talked about this in the last podcast, but I'm going to bring this up only because of this. If we can, if we know that a nuclear power plant can be used for such beneficial stuff, and, like, for one nuclear power plant, the amount that it would be able to power versus, like, the, the equivalent in wind and solar. Yeah. Like, and then we can also figure out a way to use the waste to power cars. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? I feel like they still don't. They're, they're worried about the environment. But this and is I, the cleanest and like you way said, possible. remember you talked about how the 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 plants haven't been updated in like forty eight, years. Forty years. Mm-hmm. So like they're all old. Like 
I don't know. The technology that they have for the nuclear power plants is 40 years old. Europe, I think by this winter, because of the fact that they just turned off their nuclear plants, if I'm correct, or they turned off their oil, Russia is now going to be supplying the Europeans power throughout the winter. Yeah. And the problem is, is that if it's a harsh winter, they only are getting 40% of what they got the year before. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to power all of Europe. And so what, what people are afraid of is because of what's happening with Ukraine is that Russia's going to just be like, yep, sorry, this is all you get. And then people are going to starve and freeze and, and die. Yeah, who knows? Which would be crazy because they are doing the same thing the United States is doing. They're moving too fast into something that does not work. As yeah. as good as it needs to be. I don't want to say it doesn't work. I'm sure wind and solar power works. I'm saying it doesn't work to the capacity that it's needed. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. So, um, Anyways, I wanted to end it by saying we apologize for not getting any content out last week. If you are somebody who listens to us, um, we were both extremely busy. I went up north and you were working. Yeah. Um, so we did not be we did not get any content out last week. We do plan on going now forward. We are switching off the Tuesday Thursday schedule. We realized that we don't have a big enough gap between the two ga- days to film and edit. So what we are now switching to is a Wednesday Saturday schedule, which we do have a whole schedule planned out for the um, meeting and so or for our podcast. Yeah. Um, and so now that we have the calendar all booked up for us. We are going to do that. Um, I will be going on vacation in September, but that doesn't matter. I start school August 17th. You start August 30th. So we will be going back to school, which means because Josh moves down to Detroit, we will not be able to do as many in person as we do now. So we're going to have to try to figure out Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. I know I come home every weekend. Yeah, and so, so. maybe we can work on filming, you know, the two episodes on the weekend or something. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, you get one episode filmed each day. But hopefully they like the Saturday release. I don't know. We'll have to see. I know that I listen to podcasts as soon as it releases. I know. I, I like to listen to them on my way to work. Mm-hmm. So I like them during the weekdays. So, like, you know, just turn it on but as it, I drive. But, but if you have one posted on Saturday, you can listen to it on Monday yeah. when you go to work. And then Wednesday, you can listen to it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Yeah. So, we'll um, see. We do have that. And the other thing, too, is if anybody does watch this video and comments, um, we would really appreciate if you'd like to see any other content. Um, We thought of a couple other ideas um, playing on the words of the two morons and a mic. We were thinking of two morons um, and a fishing rod um, or two morons and a rod, Mm -hmm. two morons gaming, Mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other videos that we were thinking of. Um, but anyways, thank you very much for listening to us. Um, I think this was a great episode. Yeah. All right. Good stuff.